Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to a new episode of Phillies Today. I don't know what it is. I feel refreshed as we get closer to uh, pitchers and catchers here on Valentine's Day. We're just getting closer and closer and closer. Um, and opening day, we're getting closer and closer and closer, just about two months away from opening day for Major League Baseball. So a lot of exciting stuff. Josh Hader to the Houston Astros, technically a record-setting deal for the Houston Astros, or not for the Houston Astros, well, for uh, Josh Hader. Five years, $95 million, somehow beats out Edwin Diaz, five years, 102 because of deferrals and stuff like that. But how that affects the Phillies, um, and yeah, and Robert Stevenson also to the Angels, somebody that maybe the Phillies were looking at uh, to add to their bullpen, but he goes to the Angels three years, $33 million. Um, so Robert Stevenson and Josh Hader off the table for the Fightins uh, this offseason, which kind of leads me here. I want to get right into... What I would do, and I kind of did this at the beginning of the offseason, but since we're here now, and again, we are about three weeks away from pitchers and catchers, what I would do if I was Dave Dombrowski and Sam Fold for the rest of the offseason, because I don't think they need to go crazy. Yes, there are these reports, you know, Blake Snell, they're just waiting for the price to come down, and you know, maybe the Phillies jump in there. And maybe I wouldn't be totally mad at that. But I still would go the route of, of this. I think you need to do what Dave Dombrowski mentioned a couple of weeks ago, I believe it was, where just wants to add depth to the to the bullpen, potentially starting pitching, and maybe some depth in, you know, on the uh, on the pine, somebody that can come in and just maybe play a few positions in the infield, in the outfield, a solid bat there, a solid bat. That's where I, that's the route I would take. If I'm Dave Dombrowski, if I'm Sam Fold, the rest of this offseason, that's the route I'm taking. And I'm going to give you three names of guys who I would add to this Phillies roster for the upcoming season. Gonna give you three names. So I'm gonna give you two relievers, and there are still a good amount of 
you know, relief pitchers on the market left. You know, you'd take off Robert Stevenson, like I mentioned, and Josh Hader um, getting paid with the Houston Astros. Would I have been totally upset if the Phillies got Josh Hader for that money? No, I would have. I would have been pretty happy. But we are where we are right now, and these are two guys that I would go after if I was Dave Dombrowski and Sam Fold. First, Wandy Peralta. Not a super shiny, sexy name. Wandy Peralta, though, 32 years old. He's coming off the best two years of his career when you look at his earned run average. Uh, last couple of years for the New York Yankees. He's been pretty good. He's been pretty good. ERA under under three both seasons, I believe. And yeah, ERA under three both seasons with the Yankees. And he's a lefty too. I think you add another lefty to the bullpen. I think you have about three in the bullpen right now with Soto uh, with Strom and with Alvarado. I think those are the three guys that are lefties. I'm trying to think of any, any more, but the three guys there, right? So I think you had a fourth there. I think Wandy Peralta makes a lot of sense and you, you don't have to pay a lot of money for him. So I think it makes a lot of sense. He's not too old, 32 years old. Next one, even younger, 30 years old, Phil Maton, brother of former Phil, Nick Maton, who is now with the Detroit Tigers. Another guy, who has had a kind of um, interesting career, but coming off the best season of his career, again, when you look at his ERA, ERA three on the dot, was one of the better relievers in a uh, you know pretty good Houston Astros bullpen. So, I think Phil Phil Maytime would make a lot of sense. Not a lot of you know not a lot of risk. Again, we're not looking for guys. We're not looking for Billy Wagner. We're not looking for Rob Nen. We're not looking for Josh Hader at the moment. We're not looking for for those type of relievers slash closers. Like I'm just looking for guys that are going to be solid out of the pen. Now you take you take some risk with because when you look at Mayton's career, it's it was it's kind of been a little bit all over the place except for the last couple of years where he's been better. But you take a chance with relievers every year, right? You take they can be here, they can be there, they can suck, they can be really good. Even when coming off a, a really good season, they could be really bad. So you take a chance with every reliever. But I think with Phil Maton coming off the best year of his career, and even when you look at his stat cast numbers, he's a, there's a handful of of stats where he's like top ten percent, you know, in Major League Baseball. I think Phil Maton makes a lot of sense. I think he can make a lot of sense. And he's 30 years old. Again, these aren't like, you know, Mark Melanchin, where he's like 38 years old. I'm not looking for guys like that. You know, Phil Maton, 30 years old. Wandy Peralta, 32 years old. Guys are still in their prime, technically. That's usually, uh, you know, when you're early early 30s, you're like kind of almost at the end of your prime. So it's still your prime, though. So Wandy Peralta, Phil Maton, uh, a lefty and a righty. Phil Maton, a righty. I think you balance it out there, a lefty and a righty. So Wandy Peralta, Phil Maton, two relievers that I would go after. And then somebody that would be a bat off of the bench. I could potentially play a good amount of games this year, and I wouldn't be mad at that. What about a Kike Hernandez? I know his name has been mentioned a few times this past offseason with the Phils. I think it would make a lot of sense. Enrique Kike Hernandez. Again, another guy, 32 years old, still you know, technically in his prime, looking at age-wise. Plays all over the field, can play any position in the outfield, can play third base, can play shortstop, can play second base. 
He can just play all over the field. And it would only cost like two years, $9 million, according to his market value on Track. So I think he would just make a lot of sense. He's not coming off the best year of his career as far as you know hitting the baseball goes. But just a couple of years ago, a, fi- a, a five B war, a five baseball reference win bu- wins above replacement uh, statistic. That's pretty good. That's like all-star level. And that was him playing with the Red Sox a couple of years ago. And um, he's a guy that can play defense. And when he's on, can hit the baseball pretty well as well. I think Kike Hernandez would make a lot of sense uh, for the Phils to come off, you know, to come off the bench and, you know, give Stott some rest when he needs it. Could give Trey Turner a little rest when he needs it. And same with Alec Bohm and same but with in the outfield. And if, you know, Johan Rojas, Christian Pache maybe aren't hitting so well, he's another option. Another option. So I think Kike Hernandez just makes so much sense. And honestly, out of these three, out of the names I mentioned, Wandy Peralta, Phil Maton, and Kike Hernandez, Kike Hernandez probably makes the most sense to me. Makes the most sense. So honestly, Kike Hernandez, last name I'm mentioning here, I think he makes the most sense for the Phil to go out and get this offseason, just how he could um, help the, the offense and the defense when it comes to being somebody off the bench. I think he would be someone I'd be confident in. Um, you know, it, it would bring a sense of comfort uh, to the roster. I like guys where, you know, again, if a Rojas isn't hitting well or if Pache, two younger guys, maybe have struggled with the bat at the beginning of their careers to a certain extent, I, I would like him. And he's a veteran leader. Veteran leader, and he has been on teams who have, you know, who have won. Maybe not won championships, but... Um, Dodgers uh, a couple of years ago. I don't know if he was on the 2020 team or not. I don't know. I don't know if he was on the Red Sox at that point. Or, he, regardless, he's been on t- a lot of teams that have you know made playoff runs. So I think that also helps. And you know, fun personality. That too will be a fan favorite here. So Kike Hernandez, I think, would make so much sense. So Wandy Peralta, Phil Maton, Kike Hernandez. You know, you add some uh, depth to the bullpen, and you add some depth uh, to the to the roster. There on the uh, on the bench, so I think it that makes uh, a lot of sense. Kike Hernandez, Phil Maton, Wandy Peralta. Let me know what, from you out there. Let me know what you think. Uh, what the Phils should do for the rest of this offseason on Twitter at Rojas underscore Media underscore. Let me know. Tweet me. Let me know your thoughts. So, what to expect from a Philadelphia Philly in 2024? Moving right along here. Uh, as we take you up to opening day, going to do the entire roster and, you know, what to expect from each individual player. Coming off the last episode where I did Christopher Sanchez. So if you want to hear that, go make sure you check that out. But today, Brandon Marsh. Brandon Marsh coming off a pretty good season for the Philadelphia Phillies in 2023. Was, you know, according to some Phillies fans, had questions with him about the bat. You know, I did too, to a certain extent. And, you know, he was someone that was more regarded for his glove uh, when he came over from the Angels in the trade just a couple of years ago now. And in 2023, dude, I mean, he was looking like he was going to be an MVP. Had a hot hot start to the season in April of last year. And I mean, we all knew he was going to fall off a little bit at some point. Next couple of months... Didn't hit so well. Kind of picked it up later in the season. And 
ended out, ended the year with some pretty good numbers at the plate, honestly. No, like, 30 home run season or anything like that. Doesn't have a lot of power. But in 133 games, uh, OPS above 800, um, an on-base percentage, you know, north of 370, and end of the, end of the season with a 3.4 uh, baseball reference war. So, overall, Brandon Marsh had a pretty good season offensively. And defensively, he was okay. He kind of, you know... Uh, shuffle between center field and left field. So, but overall, pretty good. And that, and especially Marsh, like hitting at the bottom of the lineup. Um, you know, to have a guy that has a 127 OPS plus, that's pretty good. And like, that's what I would ask from again this year. So, looking forward to what to expect from him in 2024. Expect him to be the everyday left fielder. I think 140 plus games in left field uh, makes a lot of sense. Not asking to play 162. Again, you get a Kike Hernandez. Maybe he plays a few games out there in left field. Um, you know, maybe Christian Pache maybe gets a few starts out there in left field as well. Um, but Brandon Marsh, I think, plays the majority there. He's your everyday guy. 140-plus games. Get some Sundays off, you know, here and there. And I think it makes a lot of sense. So 140-plus games for Brandon Marsh. Expect him to be the everyday left fielder. A little more consistency, like I mentioned there. Um you know, you don't, I don't expect him to have uh, the month of April like he had last year every single month. Don't expect that. But just a little more consistency. You know, the, I know baseball players kind of go through their slumps, but I would like, you know, more consistency, you know, some more, uh, you know, fluid numbers throughout the year uh, from Brandon Marsh. So a little more consistency. Above average defense, again, like as a prospect and with the Angels, you know, when he came over here, expected to have a, a good glove. And last year he was, you know, if you look at the defensive run save statistics, he was just okay. I think it was uh, maybe negative three in center field, plus three in left field. Could have that um, reversed. But either way, he was just kind of average. And, you know, you expect him to be an above average glove. Okay? Especially like Johan Rojas, Christian Pache. Again, guys are expected to have above average gloves. I expect the same with Brandon Marsh. Expect the same with Marsh. So above average defense also. Uh, so th- those three right there. Everyday left fielder, 140 plus games. More consistency at the plate throughout the year. And above average defense because that's the player you're supposed to be. So those three things. And just looking at his uh, projections on baseball reference. Kind of like similar to last season, except the overall numbers at the plate kind of go down a little bit. And I, I don't love that. Like 264 average had a 277 average last year. 339 on base had a 372 on base last year. And a slugging percentage, 425. He had a 458 slugging percentage last year. And OPS, 829 last year. OPS projected by baseball reference this year, 764. The homers and RBIs, 12 homers, 57 RBIs, according to baseball reference for this upcoming year. 12 homers, 60 RBIs uh, last year. I, I'm fine with the homers and RBIs, but I I want him to have a similar OBP to this year, and I'd like him to have a similar OPS to uh, last year as well. I don't think OPS under 800, uh, slugging percentage you know, below, and the on-base percentage below you know, 30 points below what it was last year. I don't want that. I want him to, I mean, I, I just want him to kind of 
just keep it similar to what it was this year and just improve your defense. And if you improve your defense to be an above average glove, honestly, like you're a really valuable player. So I don't love those projections. I don't hate them, but I don't love them. So, I mean, if he can just replicate what he did last year, um, as far as no PS, uh, you know, those numbers are, are concerned. That's what I'm expecting for, um, Brandon March. So don't love the projections, but don't hate them. But, uh, just stick to the same numbers from last year. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Around major league baseball. Let me know what you think of Brandon Marsh. Also Twitter at Rojas underscore media underscore. Let me know what your thoughts are on Marsh. What are you expecting from Marsh this season? Around Major League Baseball, like I mentioned before, Josh Hader to the Houston Astros. They bolster their bullpen five years, $95 million. I guess with Edwin Diaz's deferrals, the way that works, technically this is this Josh Hader deal is the, the highest AAV for a reliever ever. So Josh Hader to the Astros. That, that bullpen's really fun, to be honest. I mean, him, Abreu, Presley, that's a, that's probably the best back end of a bullpen in baseball. I don't I don't think there's a better one. Not that I can think off off the top of my head. So Josh Hader to the Astros, five years, $95 million. Robert Stevenson to the Angels, like I'd mentioned, three years, $33 million. And lastly here, Baseball Hall of Fame announcement is tomorrow. The, it seems like at least from the ballot tracker, according to uh, Ryan Thibodeau's ballot tracker, not Mr. Tibbs on Twitter. Um, now, the, these are only accounting for, you know, certain number of ballots. So according to the ballot tracker, only 50% of the ballots known. The former Phil with the most, with the biggest chance, it looks like, is Billy Wagner, 78.1%. This is his ninth year on the ballot. 78.1%. Now, we'll see. The announcement is tomorrow, but Billy Wagner with the the highest chance. Everyone else, you know, Abreu, 19, Bobby Abreu, 19.3%. Chase Utley, 41.1%. Good for him on his first year. I think that's that's great. As a Phillies fan, it's it's fun to see. Um, but usually these numbers drop a little bit. Uh, J-Roll with 15.1%. So Abreu, Utley, and Jimmy Rollins both don't look like they have a chance this year. But Billy Wagner, it's going to be interesting to see. 78.1 right now, just according to the ballot tracker, they're going to be in. And also some other names just, just to know about right now. Um, the ones uh, who have a pretty good chance. I mean, Adrian Beltre is going to get in. He is 99% according to the ballot tracker. Todd Helton at 82.3%. Joe Mowers, first year on the ballot, 83.3%. And then, like I mentioned, Billy Wagner with 78.1. Some that are on the cusp, Gary Sheffield, 74.5. Um, thought I saw Andrea. Andrew Jones, 70.3%. And Carlos Beltran at 66.7%. That's his second year on the ballot. So very interesting to see. So, yeah, Hall of Fame update there. So we'll see if any former fills get in tomorrow, and we can recap that on Thursday. This day in Philly's history... Uh, 1976 happened on this day in 76. Robin Roberts, speaking of Hall of Fame, elected to baseball's Hall of Fame with 87% of the vote. Phillies transactions on this day. 1943, traded Nick Eaton to the Yankees for Ed Levy, Al Gattel, and $10,000. 
Both players returned to New York, and the Phils got Tom Padden and Al Gerhauser as replacements on March 26, 1943. Um, in 1944, they signed minor league free agent Jesse Levin. In 46, purchased Jim Tabor from the Red Sox. And 50 years later, 96, they signed free agent Mike Walker. Um, and 13 years ago on this day, or 14 years ago, excuse me, in 2010, they signed free agent Jose Contreras. Also in 2010, they signed former flying Hawaiian Shane Victorino to a three-year contract extension. And in 2013, they signed free agent Delman Young. Uh, happy birthday or born on this date. Well, some of these guys aren't probably living. 1876, Warren McLaughlin. 1904, John Milligan. 1908, Prince Oana. What a name there. It's dope. 1925, Bobby Young. 1952, Ramon Aviles. And last but not least, born on this date in 1979, Chooch, Carlos Ruiz. So happy birthday to Chooch. I definitely know he's still alive. So some of those guys, I'm not sure, but Carlos Ruiz, I know, is alive and well. And uh, former 2008 Philadelphia Philly champion. And um, so, yeah, there's your uh, born on this date, January 22nd. So that's your uh, this day in Philly's history um, for January 22nd, um, as we sit here. Very cold today. My gosh, I'm, I'm tired of this weather. I'm ready for pitchers and catchers. Um, in less, almost less than three weeks. I'm excited. I was sitting here watching some, uh, some highlights, doing some research on some of these, uh, you know, some of these players, uh, before I did the show and just looking at some spring training stuff. I, I can't wait. Like just spring weather. I, I need it. I need to watch some spring training baseball. I need to watch some, some, uh, I just need, I need some form of spring just so I know spring is coming. Cause I'm tired of this, but pitchers and catchers, um, very, very close excited. We're getting close to our opening day. And again, um, let me know what you think. Uh, let me know what you think of what the rest of the off season should look like for the fills. What should Dave Dombrowski and Sam Fold do? Do you disagree with me? Do you think they should go after a big name? Blake Snell, Jordan Montgomery, who else is still out there? I came Bellinger. Would you want Bellinger? Um, should they bring Reese back? I don't know. Like, uh, still some, still some big names out there. Matt Chapman's still on the, uh, on the, he's still out there. So there are some still big names out there. Would you like to see the Phillies get a big name still? Um, and let me know what you think of, again, my offseason, Wandy Peralta, Phil Maton, Kike Hernandez. Let me know what you think of those three. Do you, would you like one of those three? Would you like all those three? Two of the three? I don't know. Let me know. Let me know what you think of that. And then let me know what to expect from somebody in 2024 at Philadelphia Philly. Brandon Marsh, let me know what your thoughts are on Marsh. Should they, uh, what should we expect from Brandon Marsh in 2024? So that's going to do it for me today. Stay tuned. Justin Morgenstein, Ben, Ben Kenny also doing great work on this, uh, on this channel and show as well. Make sure you give them a listen. So that's going to do it for me, Francisco Rojas. I'll talk to you guys soon. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, 
You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 